another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. Jesters, good morning, Jestats, good morning, fellow Jesterians. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I love you. I miss you. Uh, keep, keep, keep getting it, buddy. Low energy this morning, guys. I'm just, I'm feeling off. Fucking women, man. Like I, I try. I, I, I. I hate that word try. I do. I do a lot of work for this fucking relationship, man. But it's... It's fucking... It's unappreciated, man. But it's okay. Because, you know what? That's kind of, I think, the man's role in life. You know, women have all these extra help groups. Have all these, you know, whatever. But the worst... The worst... <laughs> if you're a white, straight male, you ain't got no problems, man. You don't need any help. You're fucking good, man. Go fuck yourself, man. <sighs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so now I'm playing the fucking... No, I'm not a fucking victim. I'm not a fucking victim. Don't don't get me twisted. I'm not... Absolutely not, man. I'm not... It's, it's just, man, it's one of those things, man. I'm fucking... Ugh couple it's been a rough couple it's been a rough week man i don't like this jay so i'm already high as shit we're starting a little later today because there's a lot of commotion outside and i'm trying to cut down on the uh noise pollution oh yeah that's good shit right there Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, and somewhat, um, fuck yes, man. Ah, oh, snickerdoodles. I, I don't, I don't know what to do, man. Podcasts are fickle, man. I've come to find out, until you're, uh, established, which I'm working on. No shit, it's been over a year, well over a year, since I've been doing it. But man, it's catching on, and I'm loving it. But it's just, one day there's 700 downloads, another day there's four. And it's just, it's it's peculiar. It's, it's peculiar, man. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to fucking keep going is what you're going to do, buddy. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So what I want to do is I want to open up. I want to I want to start. I want to. Yeah. I want to get a website. I want to have links on there to sell. Uh, my uh, sessions with the Jester shirts. A link to sell our Shine On Botanicals. A link to all to our sponsors, and I I think that would, and that would be fucking amazing, and that's what I want to do. 
And I am going to fucking get that shit done. I just have to see if I can get a little funding right now. Because, well... Stop getting free money. <laughs> Which kept me surviving for the past year and a half. But hey... We all need to get hungry, man. Because that, that pushes us to better ourselves, to better our position. To, to better our position in life. If you're hungry, you keep pushing. That's why I've always said it, it's, it, it's not a good thing to get too comfortable in life. Because you don't grow. If you don't have adversity, you can't grow. You can't learn. You just keep on going humdrum, humdrum, man. All right, that's why uh, all these people are just creating nonsense, bullshit adversity in their life because they have nothing else going on. Because they're stuck in a fucking cycle, man. It just keeps spinning and spinning. And the <laughs> only way they know to get out of it is to get pissed off at something that they have no control over. Fuck it. You know how it goes. <laughs> Bitches and hoes. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Oh, shit. But it's, it's been it's been weird this past week, man. A lot of shit going on. That was kind of, I guess, the benefit of uh, always traveling, always not always being new to a place. You don't have any roots. You don't have anything to worry about, man. You don't have any concerns. You're living free. I try to stay that way for the most part, not to be concerned, because people are going to do what people are going to do. And it's up to me to either accept it and move on or fight it. And I don't want to fight it, man. I'm too old to fucking fight anything. I just I just want to have a fucking smooth life, man. I'm fucking 40 years old, man. I'm I'm good. I'm good with fighting, man. Just Let's go. Let's work fucking together, man. Work out problems, not just fucking uh, meet each other with silence and fucking in indignation. It doesn't matter. This shit. Because unless they there's something, unless they see that it's wrong, they're never gonna change. So do you, man? People are gonna do what people do. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. God damn. I'm getting high as shit. I gotta let... The shit that I got from Phil the other day with the bucket, I gotta let that sit for a while because it's still a little too green to smoke. I got this shit right here. Er, my girl, it's still on my heart. It's some shit, man. It's some fucking shit. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Why do you keep asking that asshole? Hey, let's not be, let's not, let's not start calling names, okay? Fuck out of here.
I don't even know if the fucking Bills won yesterday. <laughs> I'm not a big, I'm not following football anymore. That's just not what I do. I could. It's interesting to watch, but I'm, I don't think, I don't, I don't want to support it. Because it's, it's, I've got my reasons. I've got my reasons, and I'm not going to explain it because I don't truly know. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. If I truly knew why, I, I just, I, I just, I get a bad feeling from, from the NFL, from football. I just, I get a bad feeling. I don't know what it is. I, I can't place my, put my finger on it. But I, I just don't want to support it. Fuck it. But what I will do is sit here and smoke this fat joint to the face, yo. To the motherfucking face. Because that's what we do on getting high with the jester. We fucking get high, man. High as shit first thing in the morning. <coughs> Maybe not the wisest thing. But if I had anything else to do, I'd be doing that instead. I wouldn't be getting high. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with getting high. There's Why are you even justifying that there is? No, no. Dude, just stop. Shut the fuck up. Weed is amazing. Cannabis is amazing. CBD is amazing. THC is amazing. All the cannabinoids are amazing. They work in concert to lift you higher. To make you a better person. And why the fuck would you not want to be a better person? No matter what, no matter what that looks like, I think everybody should smoke weed because it, it makes you a better fucking person. Period, yo. Motherfucker. Let me sip my coffee. Sip of the coffee. And then we will... Get into the uh, the UFC. Let's see what uh, NPR is trying to sell us today. Shall we? Let's get it. <laughs> We're 18 months into dealing with this pandemic. And if you're feeling worn out and off balance, you're not alone. Nope. A new poll finds that half of all households have at least one person at home who has had serious problems with depression, anxiety, stress, or sleep in recent months. Bills are piling up, so is the schoolwork. The poll out this morning is from NPR, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and Harvard's T.H. Chan. You know what? You know what's funny? Well, it's not funny. But if you hadn't a fucking touted this bullshit about how fucking dangerous this goddamn fucking bug was, none of this shit would have ever fucking happened. Just the same amount of people would have fucking died. Everything would have stayed exact. Everything would have been 
Fuck you for even fucking starting this goddamn bullshit. Is what the fuck I'm saying. Just to fucking make it. It was the greatest transfer of wealth that ever has been. Excuse me. Never let a good goddamn crisis go to waste. It's fucking how it is, man. School of Public Health. And with us here to tell us about the findings is NPR health policy correspondent Selena Simmons-Duff. And now Americans have fallen behind. Uh, Selena, tell us how this comes through in that poll. In so many ways. Americans are behind on rent, on their credit cards. Kids have fallen behind in school. Patients haven't been able to get health care. One in five households have recently had to delay medical treatment. And Americans are on edge as well. Yeah. Because everybody fucking lied about how fucking deadly this goddamn bug is. With a death rate of 90, with a survivability rate of 99.99 fucking 7. Does that make any fucking sense to you why everything was shut the fuck down? And all this fucking people are... It was a goddamn fucking horrendous goddamn lie caused by these motherfuckers right here. And fucking U.S. fucking government, fucking the FDA, the fucking ever all the big pharma groups, man. It's it's a goddamn takeover. It's a fucking takeover. Well, a lot of people feel personally fearful, especially Asian Americans. One oh, in Jesus four Christ. Asian American households feared being threatened or attacked in the last few months, and the numbers were almost Shut the as fuck high up for with black that goddamn horseshit bullshit. Uh, this polls a follow-up, right, to the one that was done uh, about the same time last year. Yeah, that's exactly right. So Robert Blendon, who's an emeritus professor in health policy at Harvard's Chan School, led both polls, and he says this one was supposed to show something else. This poll was geared for the period after COVID was over, America was opening up, going back. Of course, that is not what happened. The Delta variant came along, vaccinations dropped off. So instead, some people, especially higher income people, are doing okay, starting to get back to normal. But for others, normal is a long way. Imagine that. The people with fucking money didn't have a goddamn Bad thing happened to them. Just it was the fucking the what the the poor me the fuck my my fucking neighborhood my fucking city that fucking suffered because of their fucking lies. You do what's what they just fucking said, man. The fucking poor people, me, you, fuck. What the fuck, man? Nancy Pelosi's all up in there. No, we don't need that fucking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Jesus, it's all just a big fucking game that they're playing with your fucking lives. And I'm getting fucking tired of this goddamn ridiculousness. Off. And you had a chance to talk with some of the people who participated in this poll. What would you hear from them? Yeah, that's right. I spent last week calling people back. And for a lot of people I reached, it seemed like the pandemic kind of took the jar of their lives and shook the up the pandemic. That is certainly true for Luz Maria Rodriguez. She's 67 and lives in Houston. And last summer, her brother died of a stroke. She ended up needing to move into a oh, new but apartment I bet you he with her died son. Of, uh, and money has those complications dying. of COVID. Go fuck yourself. Down. I mean, behind on utilities and credit cards. 
the bills piled up and she says she ended up needing to go to food banks for the first time in her life and she also had to talk to her landlord and she says thankfully oh, poor he fucking was understanding woman. in the pool one in four how, how about people who have been fucking going for their entire the fucking life tell me about them motherfuckers man lives, more than half had trouble no nice I could I don't know, it was just, it was a mental thing for me. I felt like I was going in circles. In the poll, 38% of households had serious financial problems in the last few months. And for households making under $50,000 a year, roughly 60% had serious problems. And that's even though the federal government spent trillions, right? Trillions meant to help people handle these challenges. Right, and Blendon from Harvard points out in the poll... But a lot of people just fucking parted that money away. Ooh, free money! Because they didn't fucking appreciate it. They didn't have to work to get that shit. I mean, I'm not... I fucking blew it, too. I fucking bought some shit I wanted, like my goddamn... We're now uh, in a key uh, moment, right? Congress is working uh, on a package to enact it? some of President Biden's my bill back my back. agenda. These results show a lot of people still just need to get back to baseline. NPR Selena Simmons, Dublin, thank you very much. Thank you. One of the best-known head coaches in the NFL is suddenly out of a job, and not because his team is losing. John Gruden led Tampa Bay to a Super Bowl victory in 2003. He was also a TV football analyst before he was brought back to coaching by the Las Vegas Raiders. Last night, he resigned. After it was revealed, he sent years of emails containing racist, misogynistic, and homophobic language. NPR sports correspondent Tom Goldman is with us. Uh, Tom, so John Gruden was coaching Sunday, and now today he is gone. What led up to uh, such a sudden departure? A, just last Friday, um, it was revealed that Gruden sent an email in 2011 in which he used racist language to refer to NFL Players Union head Demoris Smith, who is black. At the time, it appeared to be a bad yet isolated incident from a decade ago. Then yesterday, the New York Times reported it wasn't isolated. Uh, the report said the... <laughs> accumulated a bunch of emails stemming from the league's investigation into workplace misconduct at the Washington football team. The emails were between Gruden and former Washington team president Bruce Allen and sometimes several others in the email group, all high-powered white men. And in the emails, over about a seven-year period, Gruden lashed out at people in and around the NFL, including Commissioner Roger Goodell. He railed against player protests during the national anthem, the advent of women referees, the drafting of an openly gay player in 2014. That sounds like this guy's just an asshole. By fans over the years for his snarly, tough guy football image. He used homophobic and misogynistic language as he railed, according to the New York Times report. Yeah, the language uh, as ugly as it gets. Now, when this uh, came out yesterday, it wasn't that long then uh, before Gruden resigned, right? Right. Uh, he had what was reported as an emotional meeting with Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis, who in 2018 lured Gruden back into coaching after nearly a decade as a TV football analyst. After their <laughs> meeting, Gruden released a statement announcing oh, his resignation, saying he didn't want to be a distraction and, quote, I'm sorry, I never meant to hurt anyone. But chances are he did. Uh, this is a league where nearly 70 percent of players are African-American. Chances are he did mean to somebody or chances are he did somebody. Carl Nassib is the first openly gay mean? active player. 
What's been the reaction? Sounds like to the this war? guy was just an asshole. Plenty on Twitter. Uh, one reaction of note uh, from former NFL player Emmanuel Acho. Doesn't matter how you spin it. John Gruden just an had asshole. to go immediately. People and are no one person should blame Fucking cancel happens. culture. This is called accountability. Acho also recorded a short statement. Here's part of it. This is why it's imperative to have minorities as voices and faces in positions of power in society. So you don't have rampant ignorance running around like this. And what he says there about um, more minorities uh, in positions of power, the NFL has been criticized so over not, the decades for a lack of minority and female representation. Absolutely, it has a so lack of representation black, in elite no positions black, of power. Black people can be ignorant? Offices, the fuck are you talking about? Among other fronts as well, the league being slow to react on the issue of domestic Everybody's violence. Everybody's fucking, nobody knows everything. banning Colin Kaepernick for his protests during the national anthem, protests against social injustice and police brutality. And in recent years, the NFL has been trying to answer the criticism and show it's changing. So... You can see why John Gruden has gone so quickly. Everything he reportedly said in those emails. But you know what? I don't agree with him losing his job. He's an asshole. You know, I don't agree with what he said. But I will fight for his right to say it. Because the only thing that's going to be bad speech is good speech. You can't just silence motherfuckers. You can't have that shit. You there should be no such thing as censoring. You should never censor, man. Like I said, I don't agree with what he said. He's an asshole. People are assholes. But, goddammit, he has the right to be an asshole. Flew in the face of what the NFL is trying to do. That's NPR sports correspondent Tom Goldman. Tom, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Nuclear secrets, Navy submarines, and a peanut butter sandwich. They're all at the center of a federal proceeding in a West Virginia courthouse today. Right. So an engineer for the U.S. Navy and his wife are making their first court appearance since being charged with trying to sell military secrets. The Justice Department says the couple tried to hand off those secrets to a foreign power. Instead, they were arrested as part of an FBI sting operation. NPR Justice Correspondent Ryan Lucas joins us now to tell us about the case. Uh, Ryan, there are details in this complaint that read like a, a spy novel, not a great one, maybe a bad one. But uh, So who's this couple and, and what are they accused of? Well, they are Jonathan Toby and his wife Diana. They live in Annapolis, Maryland. He works as a nuclear engineer for the Navy. His focus has been on naval nuclear propulsion, and he had top-secret security clearance. His wife Diana is a humanities teacher at a private school, and prosecutors say that she was in on this alleged scheme here. Now, according to court papers, this whole thing started back in 2020 when the FBI got its hands on a package that prosecutors say Toby mailed to a foreign government seeking to establish a sort of covert relationship providing secret information in exchange for money. Don't say which country it was, but the FBI poses representatives of that unnamed country and went back and forth with Toby, communicating through encrypted channels. And court filings say that led to a series of exchanges in which Toby left small digital cards filled with thousands of pages of information in so-called dead drops. The FBI says his wife acted as a lookout on a couple of occasions when he left these small packages of information. And in return, they got paid by the undercover FBI agents in cryptocurrency. Dead drops. Tell us more about dead drops. <laughs> a dead drop is, in essence, a, a secret hiding place that supplies information. In this case... Uh -huh, okay. Okay. So the FBI caught this guy in a sting. 
Who's to say that the FBI didn't originate this whole fucking thing? Entrapment style bullshit. That's what I'm thinking. Because every goddamn local... It's all fucking CIA or FBI fucking driven, man. I... It... You, you can't believe a goddamn word these fuckers are telling you. So it, it leads me to believe that they are fucking lying to you. And that this is an entrapment deal. Prosecutors say Toby hid these digital cards inside things left at the dead drops. He allegedly hid them uh, inside a Band-Aid package, a gum wrapper, and in one instance... All for money. He allegedly wrapped the digital cards... Fucking money, man. ...put it inside half of a peanut butter sandwich that was placed in a plastic bag. Uh, the thing here, of course, is the FBI was watching Toby as he serviced these various dead drops. And there's the peanut butter sandwich. All right, so uh, what do we know about the kind of information that could have been uh, sold here? Well, according to the government, this was serious stuff. Uh, prosecutors say the information included schematic designs and operating parameters and other things for the I'm U.S. I'm going to say right Virginia now that the FBI initiated this whole fucking operation. Which court papers describe as fast attack submarines with the dude. latest in stealth and weapons technology. They cost around $3 billion apiece. This information could there. certainly help a foreign power build submarines equipped with nuclear propulsion systems. It's, it's the all bullshit. I can't promise you, but Britain and Australia that caused uh, such a rift with France when the U.S. cut France out of the deal. So this oh, is very if it was going to be covert, how the fuck the would he, these people have got the Not FBI yet, no, would have gotten uh, hold of it? Arrested over the weekend in West Virginia. Are you saying this guy's an idiot? He's a goddamn chemist. He's a fucking idiot. No, I'm sure you guys fucking trapped him. I promise. I can't fucking promise Virginia, but. Prosecutors uh, have already indicated in court filings that they want the total historical to events have shown. The government says the couple possibly faces life in prison if they are indeed. And I'm just connecting the fucking dots. Therefore, they say that they pose a risk of flight. That's NPR's Ryan Lucas. Ryan, thanks a lot. Thank you. Seventy-one degrees and cloudy. A beautiful little store down in the heart of Lakewood, New York at 50 Chautauqua Avenue. Or you can find them at 710andcloudy.com where they have smoking deals on your smoking accessories. They have glass. They have smell good. They have dab rigs, posters. They have apparel. They have everything. Get your sessions with the Jester shirts there. It's an awesome little store. Make sure you use code SWED10 at checkout. Save 10% off your order. Now let's get back to the show. If you have a news story that you'd like to submit to Getting High with the Jester, go to anchor.fm forward slash N-O-R-R-O-D and leave a message. I will give you $5 worth of free advice on that news story. Let's get back to the show. That is the UFC for October 12th, 2021. It's my sister Rachel's birthday today. Happy birthday, Rachel. If you see her out, wish her happy birthday. Oh, shit. These motherfuckers, man. Can you can you believe what the they're trying to pull over your eyes, man? Come on, come on. 
the first story was about the pandemic poll, the scamdemic poll. Now, yes, the government played a big role in that with the fucking media about portraying a virus that kills point zero zero three percent of the people who get it. Everybody fucking lied about it. Shut down the goddamn economy. Scared the fuck out of everybody else. Fucking kept kids out of fucking school. Making fucking kids wear goddamn masks eight hours a fucking day. Go fuck yourself. That's goddamn child abuse, man. That's fucking child abuse. All because fucking the richer wanted to get richer. The wealthy wanted to get wealthier. So let's give them, keep, keep, keep giving them our fucking money. Man, fuck yeah. Sounds like a hell of a goddamn idea. And send their kids off across the fucking ocean to get fucking killed just so rich people can get richer. Good fucking idea, man. Let's keep on doing that shit. That makes sense to me, right? The fuck it does, man. Fuck you. Oh, see, I'm, I'm just pissed off today, man. The second story about John Gruden, the, Ra the coach of the Raiders who retired or who resigned because he was racist. Was he racist? Who knows? But what we do know is he was just an asshole. And people have the right to be a fucking asshole. I don't like assholes. I don't agree with anything that motherfucker said. But he has a fucking right to say it. And I can call him an asshole for saying it. You don't censor people. Fucking people don't lose their fucking jobs because they're assholes. That's how they get to the fucking top. By being assholes. And he has a fucking right to be a goddamn asshole. And the third story was about the ch couple charged with espionage charges selling secrets to foreign com They didn't even give us a fucking country. They just had foreign agents. I'm telling you, the fucking FBI entrapped these motherfucking people. And if, I feel sorry for these people, man. Yeah, they thought a big payday was coming. But nope. They were getting shit canned by the motherfucking FBI. Because that's what the fuck they do. Just to justify their fucking positions. Is they entrap fuckers. <sighs> oh well. Good thing I don't know any foreign dignitaries. Ha ha ha. <clears throat> I wish I did. I wish I, uh, I wish I had a connection in Nepal so I could get uh, some of that uh, psychoactive honey. I I would love, love, fucking love, to try that shit, man. I would fucking love it. Fucking love it. Mm. So if anybody in Nepal out there is listening to this, 
hit me up. I I want I want some of that Nepalese fucking psychoactive honey. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, man. Why the fuck not? What? <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. We took the CME impact and exactly the geomagnetic storm that was predicted. We've also got catastrophe articles today in preparation for tonight's big update video. And we're starting at spaceweathernews.com. We find the last 24 hours on our star were quiet. Small CMEs leaving the limbs left and right. Coronal hole signatures are clear, but small. And so let's go to that CME impact. It's right under the pink line, which will disappear here to show the jolts vertically to the data stream at the moment of impact. It was moderate everything. Moderate speed, density, magnetic coupling, and the Earth entered the low-level geomagnetic storm category overnight with minor reverberations expected today. Pretty auroras captured around the globe. The most minor electric system disruptions were possible overnight and through today as the energy exchange within the global electric circuit is happening over the next 12 to 14 hours. Top quake was a 6.4 in Greece. This one luckily well south of the most populated areas, but it's the second sizable shake in a month and locals are shaken indeed. Nice nod to that global electric circuit here, the Superbolt power to reach into space. Lightning is one of those items that amplifies during and in the day after a geomagnetic storm. Folks, the AGU fall meeting is still two months away, but their program is out, and we'll be going over a number of their sessions and papers and posters in the coming weeks. But today, with a catastrophism update coming tonight, let's go over their geomagnetic variation work. Boy, oh boy, did they go nuts on the shop. Previous years have been more spread around. Gothenburg, Lake Mungo, Mono Lake. But it's LeChamp this year at the AGU Fall Meeting 2021 with numerous identifications in the evidence and interpreting the details of how it all played out. There was one crew that did scope a number of the excursions, including the one we see scoped the least often, the Greenland event 60,000 years ago. There were also two papers that really drove home one of the critical points of an excursion. Solar energetic particles destroy the protective ozone layer, but so do the energetic electric precipitation and the penetrating plasma sheet. These are major problems during the excursion, especially in a LeChamp type event where the new official number is 4. 4%. The field dropped to only 4% during the LeChamp excursion. That's a lot of ozone destruction, a lot of cosmic rays. The other excursions in the last 100,000 years likely never got below 20%, but this equatorial auroral variation was so extreme that another team found that there was no latitude-based difference in cosmic ray exposure. The whole world took the surge. Not going to lie, those are not exactly happy magnetic excursion papers. Now lastly, folks, I want to mention, website members' deeper look episode yesterday is a very fun one. I'm hoping it gets us the visuals to help our imaginations cross a finish line. Remember that big update on catastrophism is coming here later tonight. It's going to pick up right where we left off before, so catching up on the disaster series below this video is a must before tonight. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now at 6 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Absolutely. No fear, be safe. Make your decisions well. Remember to subscribe to Suspicious Observers on YouTube. Get caught up on the disaster playlist. And we'll make sure we catch that video tonight.
Let me tell you a little bit about Shine On Botanicals. Shine On Botanicals is a family-run hemp farm. They grow the hemp so they can grow the cleanest, purest medicine that they know for their son, who has suffered a traumatic, debilitating brain injury. They make it so he can have access to the purest medicine that they know. And now they want to bring it to you because it's an awesome product. I've been using it for months. We have anything from human tinctures to pet tinctures. CBD roll-on, it's awesome. CBD tinctures are awesome. I feel 20 years younger with all my creaks and groans gone. It's awesome. To place your orders, email the promoting jester at gmail.com. Tell them what you'd be interested in doing. They'll hook it up for you. They'll send you an invoice and everything will be set. Let's get back to the show. Shout out, Benham, shout out, Benham, to the Good News Network. For the quote of the day, often the best explanation for the good old days is a bad memory. (laughs) Steven Pinker. Often the best explanation for the good old days is a bad memory. Huh. That. I don't know if I would agree with that either. Because that's. Because usually you think of the good old days fondly. But. I think that's a personal decision on how you, you know, view your life. Positive or negative, who knows? But that's it is. That's. That's it is? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So, be a better version of yourself. Smoke weed every day and make it a shithead. That's all, folks.